Hey guys, what's up? Trey back here at Trail Wolf and welcome to a brand new podcast. I've only got like three or four of these by now, but this is Tales of Misfortune, a brand new FIFA-centric series about FIFA, the game we all love and hate and everything in between. And we are a crew of FIFA lovers who are just here to talk FIFA with y'all, vent about everything going on and give you episodes throughout promo reviews, about RTG squads and everything that we encounter along the way. I'm very happy to introduce this series to y'all, and I am joined by two of my co-hosts on the line, Omar and Reihard. Omar, how you doing? Say hi to the people. Hey everyone, how's it going? Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, it's been a, an interesting year with me for FIFA. Uh, definitely been a disappointing one in terms of the game overall. Uh, but we look ahead to the new one. I still managed to get some good good moments, uh, some good players. Probably my best ever pack pull this year as I pulled uh, my uh, icon prime Ronaldo uh, R9. So, you know, there have been good moments and plenty, plenty to talk about. And I'm looking forward to it. And thanks for having me on. Oh, love it. Love to have you on, man. And that's... I never knew you got uh, Ronaldo, so that's awesome. So, Reinhard, say hi to the people. That's actually insane that you got online, by the way. But hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing foot since around. I think it, I started 2014, so I've got a few years under my belt. And yeah, this year has been very interesting. A lot of good things, a lot of not so good things, I guess. But uh, I think my team made quite the comeback at the end of the year. So yeah, it's all in all, I guess, not that bad. And yeah, exciting to start talking. No, yeah, we're pretty excited to get this podcast off the ground. And as the intro, um, sorry, the title of the series is Tales of Misfortune, one of our staples of the show will be starting out with kind of a story or a tale of misfortune, or as it plays on the word misfortune, we've had in this game. But as we are at the tail end of FIFA 21, we are going to start saving this segment for when FIFA 22 starts up. And we'll always have to say something has gone wrong in the game for us so it'll be a fun little story to tell of something and a lot of, sometimes we clip it up and we'll just have to explain it um as if you were there but we'll, we'll save those uh, tales of misfortune for y'all later so basically this episode is a bare bones foundational episode about if you have never played fifa or ultimate team before um we want to explain this to you kind of in simple terms and we are also going to go into later why we love fifa or why we kind of like fifa but we still put ourselves through the pain of playing it and so basically this is what is foot so what is foot foot is the most popular mode in the fifa series it is the ultimate team which is the ut in foot and basically it is the concept and idea that you can take all the players in the world and you can mix and match them into a squad together somehow using chemistry and using just different forms of linking up using it varies between league club and nationality and when it becomes between your league if you are in a league and you are not of the same nationality or club you will get what we call a soft link or a yellow link if you are from the same club you will get a strong link or a green link and if you are from the same nationality but you are not from the same league or club you will get a soft link as well. If you are not from a league, club, or nationality with each other, the person will get a weak link 
um, to each other, which is a red link. And basically that lowers the chemistry. The chemistry from these players will affect how they play in-game and it will affect their in-game stats. So that is essentially how chemistry works together. If you can build a squad of 100 chemistry and players who go from zero to 10 chemistry and get them on 10 chemistry, you can get a team of players successfully to play together in a fluid way in the game. Basically, that is how they are meant to play. And the whole basis of this is to combine different players in this mode to you would normally not have like the easily um, manipulable squads like in career mode or um, essentially, yeah, career mode, because that is the only one where you can kind of manipulate squads, but you have to buy people in that mode. So this one, you do buy people in the transfer market or pack them in packs, which we will talk about later. But basically the essential um, foundation of ultimate team is take your favorite players in the game and be able to play with them in a single squad. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about all the different features that are in foot and basically how they work. The first one we're going to talk about today is division rivals. Now in a later episode, we will talk about how these modes will work um, in depth. And basically because FIFA 22 will change how they were in regards to FIFA 21, but we will give you a basic um, understanding of what the mode is meant to be. So Division Rivals is meant to be a mode where you play it throughout the week, where you are starting in a low division and you work your way up through the higher division. Well, basically, the best players are in the higher divisions and the players who are still learning the game start and stay in the lower divisions. The more wins you get, the higher you get up and you basically um, stay in there. You earn rewards and packs based on the amount of wins and um, points that you rack up throughout the week. And each week normally is one cycle for division rivals. And as the week um, turns over, you will earn your rewards and packs and coins that you have the options of taking. Normally you have three different options. You can take pure coins, you can take tradable packs that can be used on the market, or you can have untradable rewards where your players will not have any discard value, which means quick selling and getting a low amount of coins for them or sending them to the market. So normally your untradable rewards will be about twice the size of your tradable rewards. And it's just a personal preference of what you like to take. So division rivals is essentially the grinding mode throughout the game that you really should spend the majority of your time to improve your RTG squad. So there is another mode called foot champs, which is about the competitive side um, of it, where it is a much harder and probably you'll find much better players on a consistent basis. Omar, go ahead and tell us a little bit about foot champs. So foot champs, I probably describe as the bane of a FIFA player's life. It is what we work towards uh, every week, pretty much. It's a brutal game mode, uh, which though comes with the greatest rewards. Um, so it's come in slightly different shapes and sizes over the past couple of years. And I know that they're going to be bringing changes to it this year. Um, but uh, primarily, it revolves in you playing a set number of games over the course of a weekend uh, and trying to basically win as many of those games as possible. And the more games you win, the higher and better the rewards are. So um, you'll be playing against the best FIFA players in the world in this competition here because all of the best players play foot champs uh, and they all play at the same time, trying to get the highest score possible. Um, the number of wins you get from your set number of games. Now, for example, FIFA 21, the game that just cycle has just ended or will just be ending soon, uh, you would play 30 games. 
and uh, you would then be put based on your reward into a rank. Now that could be uh, bronze, silver, gold, or elite, and then even further ahead. And each of those ranks subdivided into three sections, one, two, and three, with one being the best and three being the worst. So, or have I got that right? Or is it the other way around? Can't remember, doesn't matter. Either way, um, you basically want to get as high as possible because the higher rank you finish with, the greater your rewards. And these rewards come not only in the forms of packs and coins, but also foot champs player picks. So what these are is the easiest way to get hold of your special cards. Now, um, I'm sure Reinhardt will tell us a bit more about special cards later on. And when he does, you'll find out a bit more what I'm talking about. But the special cards um, mainly informs for the course of the season, but throughout the season can then go on to uh, team of the seasons and team of the and team of the seasons and other promotional cards. Uh, you basically will get a pick of three or four or five, depending on how high you finish from that week. Uh, and you get to keep that card untradeable in your club. And that is what we all strive towards, getting the best players in our club, which is why we love Champ so much. That's a good explanation. I think we detailed that very well. And probably Champs will have some kind of revamp this year. We imagine everything, especially when the pitch notes gets dropped, we'll learn a much more about how it's going to be worked. So, Reinhard, tell us about Foot Draft. For sure. So... Foot draft, I would say it's probably the most casual game mode in FIFA. Um, it's definitely the newest game mode, if I'm not mistaken. I think it got added back in FIFA 16 or 17. So basically what foot draft is, is it's a game mode where you either have to pay 15,000 coins or 300 FIFA points, or you can also get something which is called a draft token that you can redeem to get entrance into a draft, where you will have to choose between formations that you will use throughout the majority of your draft campaign. And once you chose your formation, you can choose between five captains, if I'm not mistaken, and these captains will determine how your team will start by... How can I explain this? How your team will start looking based on the cards that you select afterwards. So if you choose a captain that's a striker, you will go into the striking striker position of your formation, and then you can choose around him to build the squad. And you can choose between cards that are gold or icons, and you need to up your chemistry as much as possible by choosing the players that they provide you when you click on the formation. Every, every formation has a set number of attackers, defenders, midfielders, where you can choose which card you want. Say, if you click on a midfielder, you can choose between five midfielders. After you completed your complete formation, you can go to the reserves and the substitutions where it will be, where you can choose more players, but it will be from different from different positions as the ones in your formation. And afterwards, you can choose a manager it will up your chemistry from your, from your team to try and get it to 100. If you can get your chemistry to 100, all your players will perform to the max capacity that they can. And thus, you can start playing the draft. Now, the draft has four games which, which you need to win. And for every win, you get higher rewards. If you complete the draft, which is four wins, you get the max rewards. And the max rewards can be anything ranging from packs to even draft tokens. And all of the rewards that you can get are tradable. And they always help to up your team in the main game. Most of the time, 
when you play draft, your aim is to try and get profit. And if you get your four wins, you're basically guaranteed profit. So it's a good way to get profit in the game if you know you're going to get your four wins. <clears throat> There's a good explanation. And I think the only thing I want to add on that is there are actually two draft modes. There is a single player mode, which you play against the AI, which is much easier to win, but you also get much lower awards. And then there's the online foot draft mode, which is going against players um, outside in the world and you get um, much better rewards. And that is the most popular one. But other than that, very good. That was a good explanation. So let me talk to you about friendlies. Friendlies are essentially what is meant to be a casual mode, but the game players uh, basically have turned it into a sweaty mode um, based on the objectives that have been released later in the cycle. And I will talk about objectives uh, a little bit later. But essentially friendlies, you go into a match with a um, squad and it does not affect their contracts or if they get red cards, um, if they get injuries, it will not affect them in the next game. So basically you could get red cards with all your players um, until it basically boots you out of the game for being short on players. And then when you come back to the main screen, they won't have red cards. The contracts won't be affected. So nothing affects them on that status. Now, there are different um, friendlies modes. There are normally promotional friendly modes that are associated with an objective or a promo going on. Uh, one of the most popular ones that this year was introduced was called Silver Squads, where you could only play with silver rated cards and you normally would try to get a certain amount of objectives and wins and goals that way you could earn a silver squads player um, during the week, which, um, which is in the objectives tab. Now, friendlies, essentially there's a couple of different modes off the top of my head. I can just remember there's no rules where basically you can tackle as much as you want. There's no offsides. You can just keep going and do anything in the game. There's long shots and headers, I believe, where you can only score if it's outside the box or if it's a header goal. And I believe like it has a certain what's called a rating either you can't score if it's inside the box unless it's a header i'm not totally certain because i just don't play it that much because a lot of the friendly modes actually don't get played that much there is the classic match which is basically just playing a head-to-head -head match with someone there is a mystery ball it's actually kind of an interesting one where a ball has an upgraded boost to whoever player it's touching based on passing pace shooting and dribbling i believe and it basically just juices up the player and uh, there is a rating factor saying if you score when it is times three you actually get three goals for scoring it once so that's actually a fun mode that's fun to play sometimes there is also another nice one if you want to work on possession it's called king of the hill where you can stay in a designated box somewhere on the pitch and the longer you stay in it the more your factor similar to mystery ball will go up and the, game, the aim of the game is get the factor as high as possible to three and then score a goal, and then it will reset to zero. And it basically also is on a timer. So the box will get smaller and smaller over time until it disappears and goes somewhere else on the pitch. So that's actually a pretty fun game mode. Um, as far as the other ones go, I don't remember too many of them, but you can go ahead and visit the friendlies mode if you want. Most of the time you will go into friendlies mode, it will be to earn an objective card. Now, Let's go ahead and talk about SBCs. Omar, can you tell us some about SBCs and how they essentially work? Yeah, so over the course of playing foot, you will open a lot of packs. Now, packs are obviously one of the main ways of getting players. Uh, you obviously open a pack and get a random selection of players from that group. But the issue is that um, you may get one or two players that you like, 
but a lot of the time you'll get a lot of players that you do not like or that you won't fit into your squad or that you don't need or anything like that and so that is what the magic of SPCs is so SPC or short for squad building challenges allows you to basically complete a set of um, sort of challenges where you're asked to uh, submit a bunch of players that meet a certain set of criteria and in doing this you earn more rewards now for example um, one of these rewards could be a pack or it could be a specific player now towards the end of the year these players get better and better uh, and for example there may be a very highly rated card that requires a whole bunch of squads to be submitted and all you need to do in that scenario is just meet the criteria that is uh, given to you now the criteria might be that the squad has to have a certain chemistry it might have to have a certain rating the squad might have to only include gold players only silver players only rare players only a certain number of gold players certain number of rare players it could be crazy things like four different nationalities seven different leagues in fact there's a whole bunch of sort of starter um, squad building challenges, which sort of teach you how these work. Um, basic leagues, basic nations, which require you to make squads using different number of leagues, different number of nations, and so on. And they get more complicated as the rewards get better. But it's basically another way to get hold of rewards, so packs or um, highly rated players. And in this way, you don't even have to play any games to get them. You can get them simply by trading in players that are in your club. And of course, sometimes you might not have just the players that you need, but in that case, you can simply head over to the transfer market and buy them. And to talk about that, I'll pass straight over to Reinhard, who's going to go straight into the transfer market and the store. Unless you've got anything to say about that, Trey, <laughs> that I missed out. No, I thought you did very well. It's a great um, explanation on how to um, get um, SBC players as well as packs um, for, through SBCs that um, can get you more players. So Reinhardt, yeah, go ahead and tell us about the transfer market in the store where we can get players another way. So the transfer market is pretty straightforward. When you get your rewards, you can either get tradable rewards or untradable rewards. Now the tradable rewards are the only ones that can be listed onto the transfer market. And the transfer market is probably one of the easiest ways to get more coins in the game through investments and predicting uh, future events in the game that could up a player's card. And by listing cards on the market, you could essentially double your profit if you invested smart, smartly um, before a new promo came out or a team of the week came out, which could influence a player's rating, I mean, price because of his gold card not being in packs anymore. When you list players on the transfer market, you would, however, get a tax that is, I think it's 5%, if I'm right, from your total amount of the, the coins that you received. So, for instance, if you, receive, if you received 100,000 coins, you'll only get 95,000 because they take all 5% of the tax. This is probably to curb players from spamming the transfer market, but it is easy to work around if you know what you're doing. So, yeah, that's basically the transfer market. For the store, you can buy different packs with coins or FIFA points. Now, FIFA points, you buy using your real money that you <laughs> work so hard to obtain. And for that, <laughs> uh, for, for, your, for your packs, you can use your coins, which is normally not the safest bet, I would assume, because a lot of the time the players you receive from spending the coins in the packs aren't worth the pack, the amount you pay for the pack at the end. So 
I would suggest for all the new players to just try and play the game without spending real life money on the game because I, I'm talking for myself here, but I know Trey does it as well. You can definitely grind towards an end game team without spending money in this game. It is definitely possible through the transfer market, through SBCs, through objectives. So I would definitely recommend not spending real life money in the game. That's good, definitely. And we will publicly say we do not endorse FIFA points and we do not believe you should spend your real life money on the game, please. You already spent 60 quid to buy the game. Don't give EA any more money while they yeah. continue to make these terrible, terrible games that we love to play. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> also, a little rumor I heard is that this may be the last FIFA we actually pay for and it may become free to play next year in an attempt for people to spend more money on FIFA points. And something that's related to is preview packs, which actually, Reinhardt, I want you to just get talk oh, yeah, a little bit more about, about that. preview packs. No, it's good. Uh, so preview packs is something they recently added and there is talk that it's going to be in the next FIFA, FIFA 22. And that is basically where you can preview the pack. They will give you a set amount of preview packs if you've got two a day. Then you can preview the pack to see which cards you would get if you were to buy this pack. And then by doing that, you can determine if you were to make profit, which would then be advisable to buy the pack, to sell the players in the pack to get your profit. And then you can preview another pack afterwards. Or if you were to not spend the money on the pack because you would not make profit. So I think preview packs is definitely a good addition to the game and it would definitely benefit the game well in the long run. Definitely. I think preview packs, as much as it might seem like it's a way that EA are trying to get us to spend more money on the game or buy FIFA points and everything, it is a much fairer way of convincing us to spend money, our own money on the game or our own coins compared to risking it and gambling it and this was one of their biggest efforts to move against the gambling allegations and lawsuits that they're facing in some countries, especially Belgium, where FIFA, I think, is either banned permanently or the market is banned. And I think it's FIFA in general is banned from Belgium as of right now. But the preview packs is um, one of their biggest efforts in a way to make it to where it is not called loot boxing anymore. It is guaranteeing you what you are paying for. So you are only buying it if you know what you're going to pay for, but that's a good way to um, get your players in general is the transfer market, because that is where you will do most of your business. Now we've talked about how to get players through SBCs and packs. We've talked about how to get players and packs through the transfer market in the store. Let's talk about the last main way to do it, which is the objectives and milestones. Now the objectives and milestones are a tab where essentially, as it sounds like, it gives you objectives to grind. And basically you're accomplishing tasks like um, for every week, you get a bronze, silver, and gold uh, week of objectives. And the bronze are very easy, the silver are medium, and the gold can sometimes be tough and tricky with specific um, specifications of what you need to do. Now, you can have score five goals or play three games in the bronze. You could say play five matches in, with four-star skillers in squad battles for silver. And for gold ones, it may be like score two volleys in division rivals or something like that. A lot of times those will get you experience points that will upgrade your season progress, which also gives you things like customizable uh, TFOs and stuff for your stadium, uh, which also you have a stadium you can customize um, with TFOs, colors, um, and a lot of things. Sometimes it will give you badges. Sometimes it will give you kits. Sometimes it will give you balls as well. Like, um, like funly designed ones that are kind of just really weird sometimes, but they, it's a way for them to give us more stuff. 
You also, there are packs on the season progress tab, as well as objective players. Normally in the midway point, which is level five, sorry, not level five, level 15. And then also at the end point, which is level 30. Now, you, those experience points you get um, upgrade you on season progress are obtained through completing objectives and completing milestones. Objectives are more shorter term um, like objectives you're trying to do. The milestone tabs are ones you're supposed to grind over a much longer time. Objectives also have a time limit on them. They normally have about a week to a couple days um, depending on what it is associated with, whether it be a promo or it'd be a very standardized at the beginning of each season. A season is also about six weeks long. And at the end of a season, you will normally get another set of your base objectives. The milestones transcend the seasons. So they will not be reset nor expire, even if a season expires. Milestones normally will have a long list of grindable objectives that you can get packs and players through, and they will be much harder than the objectives normally. The objectives a lot of times will also contain promotional players that you can get through some modes like squad battles, friendly modes, and most of the time it will be one of those two. But sometimes you will have objectives you have to complete in division rivals as well. And occasionally you will see these players in both objectives and SBCs in promos. So there will normally be a normal squad released in a promo of 11 players or so, and there will be about two objectives and two SBC players sometimes over a two-week promo. Um, it also, promos um, aren't something that um, we designated to be talked about here, but I'll just mention that promos happen almost every two weeks, and every two weeks of promos is divided into two teams at this point now, Team 1 and Team 2, and it'll be 11 players released on one Friday, 11 players released on the next Friday, and about one to three SBC and objective players combined for each week. And those are normally the upgraded boosted cards that um, that uh, Reinhardt might talk about later when he talks about card types. But objectives is a good and free way to grind um, the game to get better players. Now, go ahead and tell us a little bit about squad battles, Omar, where, wh was, which was one of the way you will get a lot of your objective cards done. Uh, so squad battles is one of the modes on ultimate team where you can actually play offline and still uh earn great rewards now i must stress when i say offline you still need to be connected to the internet but uh it basically means you're playing against a computer as opposed to playing against another player somewhere in the world now um squad battles is basically um a set of matches that you have to play over the course of a week against uh squads created by either other users uh EA themselves, or sometimes they even get sort of celebrity teams put in. So these could be uh, footballers. I've seen DJs come on and do it. I've seen all sorts of celebrities come on and, and make their squads. And you have to basically play matches against each of these squads. The result and how many goals you score determine how many points you get for that game. And you have to get a certain amount of points. Again, similar to foot champs, uh, the number of points you get determines what rank you get for that week. And then the rank determines your rewards. Important to state the rewards are not as high uh, as they would be for online games, but it's still a very good way of um, getting rewards. And it gives you something to do if you don't fancy playing online. Uh, as Trey mentioned, a lot of the objectives will require you to go in and play um, and 
play squad battles. For example, you might have to go into a squad battles game uh, and that might be all you have to do. Or sometimes you may need to score in five consecutive games. You might need to score uh, with a weak foot. You might score with a specific nationality. Basically, it just has a whole new dimension and a new way to play if you don't fancy playing against other users and you'd rather play against the computer. You can set your difficulty for each of the games. And again, the difficulty scales how um, many points you will get for that match. So if you decide to play against the highest difficulty, you'll get the most amount of points, but of course be very, very difficult. Or you could choose to play against beginner, uh, in which case you'd probably end up winning nine or 10 nil. Um, but in that case, you probably wouldn't get that many points for it. And yeah, that's pretty much all there is to squad battles. It's pretty straightforward um, and it's a, it's a fun way to play offline. One of the uh, things that we didn't talk about when it comes to rivals, champs, and then uh, squad battles, when you get, you will also normally get the rewards. Um, in FIFA 21, you got the rewards um, at the end of a week on Sunday with the squad battles. And then Sunday about 7 p.m. or my time, or 6 p.m. my time, I believe it is. Um, I think it's midnight UK time that uh, the week would turn over and you would get your squad battle rewards a couple of minutes later. Um, draft rewards, by the way, come right after the draft, and rivals and champs rewards were normally released on a Thursday at um, I think it's 8 a.m. my time in the U.S. Central Time. Uh, it might be around 2 a.m. midnight uh, for UK. I could get it wrong, but that is how in FIFA 21 the rewards were distributed in all of those modes. So, Reinhard, go ahead and tell us about a couple of the different base card types. Um, there's loads of card types within the promos and everything, but we won't go through all of that. Just give us the, the standard ones we might see at like the beginning of the game. Okay, so in the beginning of the game, there's a, basically there's four different card types. There's bronze, silver, gold, and then icons that come out. Now, for each category, bronze, gold, and silver, you get different rarities. You get rare and common. Now, common is more common shocker and um rare is more rare so the way that they categorize the cards is silver cards are from the overall of 65 to 74 these are normally not as throwaway as bronzes bronzes are from the lowest rating to 65 silvers you can use in different objectives for silver stars and for different um icon swaps which we will probably address in a later episode and then icons are your legends of the game. It's your Pele's, your Ronaldo's, your Maradona's, and they link to every single card in the game through chemistry. Now, if it's from the same nation, it's a hard link. And if it's not from the same nation, it's a soft link, no matter what league or nation the card next to it comes from. Now, Icons is probably the easiest way to get your chemistry up in your squad. And I would definitely say that it is a lot easier to obtain them recently than previous games now i'm going to talk about uh consumables real quick now the consumables you can get in the game is contracts position changes chemistry styles healing and manager leagues and you can also get manager contracts now co contracts is what every single time you play a game with a player it uses up a contract and after a certain amount of time the contracts will hit zero then you need to apply more contracts to the cards to use them for more games position changes are what they basically say on the on the title it is you can change 
certain positions to other positions. So you can make a striker, a CDM, if you wish to, to normally you use that to up your chemistry in your squad and then change the position that you play in game. Healing is when a player gets injured and you want to heal them. If it's now an arm injury or a leg injury, there's multiple amounts of healing uh, consumables. Chemistry styles are a bit more advanced, but it's fairly easy to know. Um, chemistry styles are a very it's a very important thing to know as um, as you go on in FIFA. It boosts certain attributes on a player's card if you want them to fill a specific role or some of the card's stats are just weak in certain areas, then you can get chemistry style. I think there's 21 base chemistry styles and then there's, I think, four for goalkeepers. And these chemistry styles can boost the stats of the card to suit your play style, whether you want more pace, more shooting, more dribbling, more defending. It's all up to you. And then manager league is if you want to change your manager's league to up a certain chemistry style point for your players. If you have only PSG players, but you want to use Thomas Tuchel as your manager, then you can put a league one uh, manager league on him and then it will affect the PSG players as well, for instance. And then manager contracts are the same as contracts. They just apply the contracts to your manager instead of to the players. That's good. Thanks. That's a good um, layout. Um, Ryan, can you also tell us, um, there's a new one last card type that got added in this year. Can you tell us a little about foot heroes and how they kind of work and kind of um, what the new introduction of this card is going to be like? And it is available on day one as well as our icons and um, all the cards I believe he did mention. And then also uh, explain informs a little bit too. So informs are every week on Wednesday night, they would release a team that got boosts based on the performances in real life for their certain clubs or even on international duty. And these players would be put into the next weekend's weekend league rewards, which Omar spoke about, that are the red player picks, we call them, that you get when you obtain your ultimate team, your, your Champions League rewards at the end of your weekend now in FIFA 22 they changed it so basically what team of the week is is it boosts a player's stats because of their performances in real life now it could be a plus one boost on the card or it can even be a bigger boost it all depends on what EA feels and for foot heroes they are a new addition to the game and they're still I believe still announcing them daily and what that basically is, is it's a player that isn't quite an icon, but they were all also good enough to be considered a hero for their specific club or in the league. Now, some heroes that I can mention on the top of my head is like uh, Mario Gomez, Tim Cale, and Joe Cole, of course, for the Chelsea fans. Now, what these cards do is they can also up the chemistry of your squad, but not exactly like icons can. If it's the same nation, I believe it's a hard link, if I'm not mistaken. And if it's from the same league that he played in, it's a soft link. Or is it also a hard link? No, it's a soft link. And they don't link to all players like icons do, but they only link to those that are specifically linked to them by either the club, I mean, the nation or the league. So it's interesting to see how heroes will affect FIFA 22. I'm very excited to see this. And the amount of heroes that they're currently releasing is very promising and <laughs> may it continue. Yeah, I'm personally um, really excited about the introduction of heroes. I think it's a great introduction of uh, what people in history deserve to be still be playing the game, even if they weren't maybe um, 
legends or icons of the game, but they were still very prominent players at some point in time. I do think, and it's also just another card type to really help us. Um, and I think that um, in case you pre-ordered the game, you got a guaranteed uh, Foot Heroes card, but it will not be delivered to your account until December, which I do think is kind of dumb because those cards may not be as relevant or used by December, but you still get a free one, I guess. So a little thing. Also, another card that is normally at the beginning of the game available is something called Ones to Watch. Ones to Watch are essentially cards that were uh, of players who are recently transferred to a new club. And it is a card that basically, as they get informs throughout the year, as Reinhardt had mentioned, they also, their one to watch card will get automatically upgraded. So you don't always have to get the new inform card. So those will be the, that will be the first promo of the year. And um, you, if you pre-ordered the, I think it's actually sometime this week, it may have already passed, but if you pre-ordered the game already, and I think you had to get the ultimate edition. And you it was last night. It was the last night. Yeah. I think okay. So. so if you pre-ordered the ultimate edition by now, then you would have gotten a one to watch card that will be available on October 1st. And you will have got a foot heroes card that will be available sometime in December might be December 1st. So that is kind of just how you get some other cards. And there will probably be about 30 other different card types you will see throughout the year. So Let's take a little time to talk about how to progress your account quickly or just a good tactics. So I will go ahead and start off by giving a kind of a little testimony on how I normally start my RTGs. Now, if you have the EA Play um, service, um, which is basically getting 10 hours of early access, which is about a week early from the global launch, which the global launch is October 1st this year, I believe. So about September 23rd third or 24th you should get access to the full game but you will only have 10 hours to play with an ea play access trial now this is normally the best way to start off your account and i would recommend a tactic where you pay about two dollars for a month subscription or so i think it's five dollars actually it might be five dollars to get a one month of ea play and then you can just not do it anymore and not that I, not that I um, recommend cheating the system, but some people also have a method where you buy it, grind out the 10 hours, and then you say you got it on accident. And then EA actually play normally refund you $5, but it's $5 to play the game early for they a week. They always refund you. Yeah, they, always and they don't even ask you for a reason actually you can just they just say would you like to cancel I do this every year. They say would you like to cancel your subscription. And you say yeah and they give you two options they say. Uh, you don't get any money back, but you keep your subscription active to the end of the month, or you can cancel it right now and we'll give you your money back. And it usually works up to about five or six days after you bought it as well. So not even any rush. You heard it there. So if they make it an option of how to do it, I guess take advantage of it. You're not, I guess it's not cheating the system. Maybe it's just using a loophole. So if there's a one, that's one good way to get ahead of the curve is using the EA Play, we'll call it a life hack to get uh, 10 hours access early. But don't try and get the 10 hour access stacked with using separate accounts or something like that. They have no, there's normally a glitch like that, but they normally found ways to patch it or sometimes it will screw up your account um, at the beginning of the game. And you don't want that. So play 10 hours. So 
let me talk about how to use the 10 hours actively. And then I'll let the other guys talk about how to maybe start your account off once it hit the global launch. So the best way I think to start your account off is using the foot web app or the companion app, which is something you on your phone or your desktop. You can use that normally. I think it's one day or maybe even the day of the launch. I think I think you normally can use it actually the day before the the early access launches and you can start your club that way even though it's nice to see it on the screen and everything like that maybe see your first packs walk out i would personally say get your club set up um do your starter squad select the nationality that you of the squad you want to kind of start it with and everything like that um that's also something we didn't really explain when you start a club you pick a nationality and then you will get the majority of your players in that starting 11 from that nationality um most typical ones are probably france and england you get picked i would say or brazil on average i normally pick one of those three um so you pick that nationality get your starter squad you can start doing your base svcs and objectives to get experience points packs and coins to use on your account i would recommend doing as much as possible on the foot app um, whether it be your app on your phone or it be on your desktop. Take as much advantage of that as possible until you have to play the game. And that is when you start using your early access. Use your early access to play 10 hours worth. What in the past, what I would normally recommend, play squad battles a good bit because there are no, not as many players playing the game so you have a better chance of finishing in the elite divisions or even top 100 if you do really well on it and if you're a common player at the game. So if you can play on legendary or world-class difficulty and squad battles, do really well, you have a good chance of finishing in the elite and top 100 category for squad battles, and you will normally get the best rewards that way. But I also would recommend playing some division rivals um, to get some points and packs, depending on how they set up division rivals this year, but I would normally say you want to do a good job of balancing playing the game on your early access and getting off the game and doing accepting objectives, doing SPCs and opening packs on the web app. That is the most efficient way to maximize your time on there. There's Come usually enough. Say. Yeah. I was going to say there's usually enough sort of wiggle room on the app that you can get to a full non-rare gold team with maybe a couple of rare gold players before you've even played a single game of FIFA. Um, that is with doing SPCs, with um, sort of make sure you sell any players that have any sort of value, even if it's 500 coins, rather than quick selling them because uh, a, most, most non-rare gold players will quick sell for 300 coins, but there are a few that will sell for 400, 450, 500. Every little helps. You can get you can get um, as much as you can. Usually, you're able to build a semi decent. I mean, God, you wouldn't want to take it online, but you can build a semi decent full uh, team of gold players with a couple of rares in there before you've even played a single game, just using the web app. If you if you play it the right way. Omar, do you know about the uh, bronze pack and silver pack method as well? I have heard of them. I, I years ago though, so maybe you talk us through them. Okay, so I'll finish off by saying there are two strategic ways at trading in the game that are kind of low risk. 
One is using the bronze pack method and the other is using the silver pack method, which are essentially just, as it sounds, buying a bronze pack and hoping you get a player that is worth a lot on the transfer market. Now, if it is from a, a strong league, like the Premier League, Bundesliga or La Liga, or if it is from strong clubs like Chelsea, Bayern Munich or Barcelona, sometimes you'll find a bronze like that. Sometimes they can become worth a lot of money at the beginning of the game or later in the game when league SBCs come out where you have to submit players from clubs in a certain league to get packs or a reward player. That is a good way to trade with them. And it is normally a very good turnover because a bronze player sells at minimum for 150 to 200 coins. And in a in this lowest bronze pack, you get two bronze players so at minimum, you get normally 300 coins back if they sell, or at maximum, you could get about 400, or sorry, or the next minimum if they buy now, it'd be 400 coins with both of them, or there's a chance they could sell for more. And I do believe the pack is 400 coins. So it's almost guaranteed profit, except the profit sometimes is very minimal. So it's a very type of nickel and dime grinding. It applies low this- risk. Yeah, it's low risk. It's very low risk. It's great to start at the beginning of the game because sometimes you can hit some big ones. Like if you hit a Brazilian, oh, the base and the league SBCs, hybrid SBCs, um, nation SBCs, those worth the strong nations, those go for a lot when they don't have a gold, silver uh, rating requirement. When it's just kind of chemistry, those ones, especially in the silver pack method, Will pay off a lot so that is a one reason using the silver pack method also is good because brazilians like brazilvers as they are dubbed so brazilian silver players they normally go for the most but brazilian english and french players on silver normally are very good because they're the normally um the most commonly used in the svcs at the very beginning so that is another reason good to do silver pack method also I strongly recommend doing silver pack method, even though it's a little more expensive this year and you may not get guaranteed uh, profit even marginally like you would in bronze pack because silver squads knowing it this year is going to be a thing. You want to get some good silver players to build a silver squad with, as well as if you hit some good strong players that are just fast or just strong um, or just have good shooting they might go for a lot of money at the beginning when Silver Squads starts getting implemented. So that is why I would say using the bronze pack method and the silver pack method is one of the best ways you can start your account off. Omar, do you have a good kind of recommendation for people who might start on day one on Global Launch? Uh, So if you miss out on the uh, EXS, I wouldn't worry. I think my main thing to worry about is that in the to, that my main thing to mention is actually there's nothing to worry about in regards to falling behind if this year is anything like it's been in the past two or three years don't feel like you have to play fifa every single day and play foot champs every single week in order to keep up like i took a three-month break away from the game and in once i came back in a space of three weeks i had already managed to make a team uh that you know was able to compete in all of these competitions so i wouldn't worry too much about falling behind and having to overstress yourself i think for day one um the best thing you want to do at the start is just get comfortable playing the game because ultimately with all these tips and tricks and all these trading and things like that the main thing that's going to uh make your team better is 
playing the game because that's the best way now to get rewards is by qualifying for things like foot champs and taking that out and even if you just do it once or once or twice you're able to start already building some strong players so um for example what you might want to do is try to just qualify for foot champs for one week whenever that starts do your best in foot champs and then if you can get to a level that gives you a um you know either a strong selection of packs or a player pick then you can start to maybe build your team around that player pick because he'll probably be the best player in your team at that point if he's good enough. Um, you know, so I wouldn't have any specific tips because each person sort of can play the game in their own way. I I would hate for FIFA to become really robotic where everyone has to play it in exactly the same way just to keep up. And I'm glad that the last couple of years it really hasn't been that because it, you'll find that rewards for things like SBCs and objectives will scale as the game goes up. So at the start... You may have to work really hard for an SPC to get an 84 rated player, 83 rated player, where towards the end of the year, the same sort of SPC might get you a 90 rated player, 91 rated player. So just make sure you're keeping uh, up to date with regards to checking if there are any players you might like for an SPC. Um, keep hold of what we call fodder. So um, back in a couple of years ago, it used to be much more beneficial whenever you opened a pack, any players you didn't want that you wouldn't be able to sell to just quick sell them. Now, my number one tip is don't really quick sell any any players. I can't I can't really think of a scenario in which you want to quick sell a player apart from if they're a duplicate. Um, because nowadays, there's always a chance of an SP, a specific SPC coming out that requires that player that could mean their price goes up. Or you could um, fill in an SPC yourself um, using that player. My absolute top bit of advice, though, would be to look out for um, repeatable SBCs that allows you to trade um, lots of not very good players for a small amount of much better players. Now, I know that throughout the whole year, they have a thing called a rare gold upgrade, which uh, allows you to trade a full non-rare gold team for two uh, rare for two rare players. And those are okay. They used to be a lot better in the past but now they've improved them to the point where now you can also get things like player picks so for example you might have a pack where um you trade in you know a gold team with one or two rare players and remember rare players can still be 76 rated not very good at all worth not a lot of money so if you're keeping hold of players when these SBCs come out it allows you to do them and they are very very overpowered at least they were last year in terms of um you know these for example, uh, one where you would trade in a gold team with four rares and it gives you an 81 plus player player pick. And yeah, you might expect to get some not very good 81 rated players, but your chances of getting, you know, special cards, 85s, 86 in those were much higher than you'd probably expect. So be sure to keep an eye out on SBCs, not just for players, but for also for these promotional sort of player pick packs, which were for me one of my best way of getting hold of good players last year i think got hold of some really top quality players for just not a lot of not a lot of money as in you're not spending any money in this regard it's just fodder that comes from your packs so make sure you keep hold of everything yeah definitely fodder is good to keep a hold of especially a good way is to make sure you're clearing your club of all the untradeable players first and using them in the SBCs. that way you stay liquid as sometimes we call it where you have more assets uh, as players in your clubs that you can offload and trade to get coins as you need. 
Now, Reinhardt, one of our uh, promos kind of it starts off maybe a month or so. I kind of forgot when it started this year. Um, it starts off near the beginning of the game is called and runs throughout the entire game. It's called Icon Swaps. So tell the people how keeping some players throughout the year can be a good strategy for um, completing Icon Swaps players that they might need later in the game and then just how to navigate promos well. Okay. So Icon Swaps are essentially where they release nine separate, it's just normal bronze cards that are specially designed for Icon Swaps. And to obtain each card, you need to do objectives. And these objectives can range anything from playing friendlies to playing squad battles, playing champs, rivals, scoring goals, stuff like that. And you may want to keep a hold of some of your players because a lot of these objectives require certain players from certain nations or even certain rarities like silvers or um, a full yeah silvers are the only ones i can think of but normally in squad battles you get a few nations and then a silver team that you need to play with or even a champions league team we need to use champions league cards in squad battles to obtain the player and the other ones are friendlies where you need to essentially play with from the top five leagues they would normally ask you to play a set number of games with a full squad of players from that certain league whether it be premier league la liga bundesliga you name it so it would be beneficial to keep these players on so that you can complete these objectives as quickly as possible so you can obtain these cards to put them into um, the main food swap SPCs where you can either get packs back or you can even get icons back. And the more cards you obtain, the higher reward you can essentially get where the a max amount of players you can, the max amount of bronze special icon cards, icon swap cards that you can put into the SPC is not 18. And normally they range from between one to 18 players for whatever reward you choose and there's normally a multitude of them and they refresh every two seasons you get a new icon swap about a week after the season comes out so that's why it might be beneficial to keep a hold of players from different leagues nations rarities etc and a good way a good method of what you should do in my opinion is save the save some players um for the strong nations or strong leagues use them in the icon swaps and then anything that's tradable sell them as soon as you like grind the objectives quick and then sell them because a lot of times you will get uh, brazil argentina germany portugal and a lot of times people will try to look for silvers in these nations because they will find that they can knock out the silver all a whole silver squad sometimes all argentina or sometimes this happens a lot for champions league cards you can sell a Champions League card that is like Italian or Argentinian um, and say make a squad of full Champions League cards that are Italian, knock two objectives out, and then you, that thing will go for a lot of coins. So those are good ones to save um, throughout the beginning of the year. And the thing is, use it and then sell it. Sell it when the price is high and you'll get a lot of coins back. And I guarantee you through your packs and everything, by the time the next Icon Swaps comes out, which will be about... 30 to 40 days later probably you will get a lot more um of those cards back but that is why it's good to hang on to those cards especially near the beginning of the game because eventually you can sell them probably for five thousand to six thousand a piece even for a 77 rated italian champions league uh rare or non-rare 
Um, so keep a hold of those cards, keep, um, keep them close to you. And those will be good ones to keep at the beginning of the game. And just always be on the lookout for strong nations and strong leagues, especially when um, they drop SBC cards. Also, um, I just remembered one of the best SBC cards to get at the beginning of the game to maybe feature a squad around is the very first Premier League player of the month, because that is normally the first one that comes out. And something that comes to mind from a couple of years ago is player of the month, Timu Puki, when Norwich uh, first came back into the league. Um, and he was a very, very cheap card to do, relatively speaking, compared to the rest of them. It was about twenty to 30,000 coins. And he was a card you could use for the first few months of the game before the rest of the promo cards come out. This year it was Calvert-Lewin and it was the same as that Calvert-Lewin card. The 84 Calvert-Lewin card was yeah. brilliant. So easy to get hold of. It was in my team probably until November, December. Uh, yeah, that's a great bit of advice, actually. Look out for it as long as, and again, this depends really on who wins it in real life because, um, you know, if it's if it's someone like Bruno Fernandes, Mohamed Salah, unfortunately, it's just going to end up being a very high-rated card, which means it's going to be expensive. But, you know, if it ends Probably up being not one of those... Probably not worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, if it ends up being one of those shock players, who knows, someone like a... Um, I think like an Ivan Tony or someone like that. Someone from a slightly yeah. lowest lower side that's not expected to do well, that ends up doing well, could end up with, you know, an 83, and 84-rated card. And those are the ones you want to target in the first couple of months. So absolutely, I'd, I'd agree with that bit of advice. And I would say you can follow some Twitter accounts who actually have stat trackers for players from different leagues. The main ones you want to look out for are the French League, Liga 1, uh, the Italian League, Serie A, the Premier League in England, the German League in Bundesliga, and I don't, I think La Liga does have it. La Liga also has yeah, it. All the five major leagues yeah. all have player of the month cards. So maybe go on Twitter, look for someone who keeps track of those trackers. Um, also, I want to plug an app and um, a website called Footbin, F-U-T-B-I-N, which is my favorite uh, website and yeah. app to use for searching for current market prices, building squad builder um, concepts, and honestly, everything you need to know, it is the second best app and companion thing compared to the actual EA made FIFA companion app. And also, if I can add, for the SPCs for the player of the months, normally, if you know which player would win it beforehand, you can invest in certain cards to put into that SPC where the player's price would go up. So say, for instance, it's an English striker that wins and you, from previous knowledge, you know that they might ask for certain English players to be put into these SPCs. You can buy them beforehand and maybe their price would go up and then you can sell them if you bought them in bulk and then make profit on it. Yeah, so I would definitely keep track of the player of the month one because the first player of the month will probably actually come out around the first week or two of the game because the the main leagues will already have been going on for roughly a month because this is being recorded on, on uh, August 12th and tomorrow, I believe, is the first game of the Premier League, Arsenal against Brentford, if I'm correct. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so Ivan Tony, player of the month, might start tomorrow. And that would probably be a great one to start out the game with. Honestly, Definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the one. It's a good shout. Or Timu Pookie might rise from the dead again. It, it could happen. Or Romelu Lukaku. Oh, God, that would be expensive. <laughs> that would be really expensive off the bat. Yeah, but that also, would be very expensive. There are – don't be shy to theme your entire squad around the first players you get, whether it be your one-to-watch card, 
uh, Champions League card, you get in a promo or your your uh, return to FIFA packs. It's like loyalty packs, I think it's called. Um, rather, it'd be the first player of the month card because you, that squad will be good for about two months or so, maybe until um, there's normally a Scream promo or it was Rule Breakers last year um, that normally isn't great. It's normally actually the first bad promo, but sometimes they come out with some good cards. But um, don't be afraid to theme your whole squad around one player and then just improve them around that one player because there's a good chance your one to watch card, a Champions League card that could be high rated. It could be the first player of the month. They might be good for a first few months. Omar Jefferson. And also, yeah, I um, just had one more bit of advice um, that rating is not always king it's very important to yeah, remember definitely um make sure that you if i mean if you have an understanding then that's fine but if you if you're new to it just make sure you double check sort of on sites like footbin check the comments things like that don't be fooled big examples for me have always been uh harry kane always uh, you know 88 rated 89 rated but he'll hover at around 40,000 50,000 pounds why? Because the card just doesn't work well in-game. And again, these are examples from last year. The new game, the mechanics of gameplay might be completely different, meaning different players will be better in the game. But another one for me, Bernardo Silva has been for about three years, 87 rated, always yeah. terrible. Um, so yeah, please just, just because they're a high rating doesn't mean they're going to be particularly good in the game. So just make sure that you're double-checking. A usually high-rated player with a very low price, massive red flag. It doesn't happen as much anymore because of obviously SPCs. So higher rated players um, will usually maintain a base value just because of the rating of the card. But if you see a player that's, you know, an 87 that's 20 or 30,000 coins cheaper than any other 87 rated card, it's a big red flag. Yeah, and there's a lot of low rated cards that are also very meta on the beginning of the game. Like, for instance, uh, Saint Maximin. I know he was, I can't remember exactly, but he was like 150 odd K when the game just came out. So there's a lot of there's a lot of lower rated players that you can actually get a lot of money on if you were to sell them. And since they're lower rated, they are essentially easier to pack. So it's always good to check all your players to see how much they would go for on the market. One thing I will say too is if you get a high rated player like a PK or um even Tiago Silva, who has a low pace and Hummels that won't be very good at the beginning of the game, save them for when the first player of the month come out because more than likely their price will shoot up when um, you have to submit an SBC that's more than likely going to be about 84 rated at least uh, for one of the higher segments of those cards. So save those cards at the beginning of the game. And um, I, I also don't know. Y'all can say if you get a card like a Van Dyke or something, do you sell when the pro when the trial is out or do you sell on global launch? Um, I would say global launch. Because the more players come, the more players there are that play the game, the higher likelihood there is there will be people that actually have the coins to spend on those players. That I'm you gonna have to, to disagree with you, unfortunately. I think you sell if you get a good player in the um in the uh, the launch pre in the pre-launch period you have to sell it straight away in in historically i've found that most players will drop in value when the when the game launches globally mainly because 
yes, there are more people with the coins to buy them, but there are also way more people opening packs, which means if you get a Van Dyke in the opening week, you're probably one of only 200 people to get it. If you get a, a Van Dyke on global launch, you bet at least another two, 3,000 people have also got Van Dyke. So I would... Yeah, that's a fair if point. You, if you get anyone good, I would sell straight away. I mean, it, they, I mean, th which is, this is why Footbin is so great. You could look at historical charts on Footbin and see exactly what the price of a player has done. So uh, yeah. usually there's a big dip. Also, and, uh, actually, um, come to ahead, think Ryan. of it, another, another quick tip. Um, normally, if a player were to play well, Right, and you know they were going to get a team of the week, and they've currently already got a one to watch card. That card's value will shoot up in value immensely. Normally, as soon as the team of the week comes out, which will result in the one to watch getting boosted, that card will drop back down again. So, what you can do is if you have a tradable one to watch and you know he's going to get a team of the week, you can sell him while the hype is up for that card to get boosted. And if you really want to, you can buy him back afterwards, and you would have probably made profit. I'm thinking of like a Gareth Bale, for instance since this um this fifa that just passed no yeah both are good shouts um also i will say one of the best ways if it's in the game again is if preview packs stay in here use the footbin app to check how much money each player is worth out of a preview pack and see if you will mathematically make profit or not by buying that pack with coins because if you get like a there's probably gonna be promo packs where you're like fifty thousand or 10,000, uh, or sorry, 30,000 to 50,000 coins, which would be like mega packs or uh, rare or rare players packs at the beginning of the game. There probably won't be anything too crazy like ultimate packs. But if you get one of those, it's a good chance that even if you get a high rated card, they'll be worth a lot. But use Footbin to check the actual number, use a calculator, add it all, and just say mathematically, it makes sense to buy this pack. That is probably going to be one of the easiest ways to make profit and start your account off well. But those are a lot of different strategies of how to start off probably your first, let's say three months of FIFA, which is probably one of the best ways to get your account in a good position to where, like um, if you take a break later on, then you come back and your squad's still in a decent place. Reinhard, do you have one last thing to add? I think it's important to remember that not to use every single coin in your club at the beginning of FIFA because a lot of the players' prices will start to drop eventually and then it will be a lot easier to obtain them. So what I've sometimes done is I've kept some of the coins and just bought the players that I knew weren't as expensive but would get the job done and keep those coins for later on when a lot of the more expensive players' prices dropped. Then you can gradually upgrade your team more easily because you've already got the coins in your club. No, yeah, definitely good advice. Good advice. So let's go ahead and transition to our last segment of the episode. Um, we give y'all lots of great advice on how to start off. And I think if you listen to that, you will be very successful. Um, and you can also watch me on Twitch at Trailwolf, try to do it myself and um, watch a lot of other guys. I know uh, Millie at MillieHD7 is another good one. And then also you got the big ones like Swayback, AA9 Skills, Fuji, guys like that are um, pretty good to watch. And you can honestly follow what they do or go on YouTube and look up past years of FIFA RTGs and how they start off. And more than likely, there's a formula that is normally fairly universal. Yeah, run the foot market is normally also a good one to help with the uh, influx of players. And like he normally predicts how players will rise in coins and stuff like that. That's what I would say. 
Omar, did you have anything to add? Um, get an Xbox. Prices are cheaper on Xbox. That's my final bit of advice. That's actually a good piece of advice. I'm gonna... <laughs> that, yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's the amount of players. Maybe it's Because like there the... are less players on Xbox. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, be on Xbox. And with us. try not to buy it on PC because the prices oh, there definitely are don't sky buy it on high. PC. Why, would yeah. it, why is it even on PC? You know, the new FIFA isn't even getting like the visual upgrades that the next-gen consoles are on PC, which I don't really understand. But yeah, I think just another reason. Graphics to... cards are much different on PC, and it might. It's harder to optimize. Those... Yeah, I think probably that. So uh, let's go ahead and get to our last segment of the episode before we wrap up. So what we're going to tell you is why do we even play this game? Why do we play Foot? So, um, Reinhardt, why don't you start us off? Tell us why you play Foot. Well, I'm a huge fan of football to start with and i think there is enough new content every two weeks or so to keep you engaged in the game it's a good way to well, i wouldn't say make friends but it, it's something to talk about with your friends that also play foot you know the cards that you pack it's normally it's like there's a little competition between friends about who can have the best team at the end so just if you want to look at it as a casual gamer you can if you want to be competitive in it you can as well it's um there's no incentive to definitely play it every single week. There's no reason to grind champs every weekend. You can play it on your own time. So I would say it's definitely just a normal casual game if you want to see it as such. And that is definitely what I do. Although I'd probably play more than your casual player. It's just because I love football as much. And the way that they use real life events to, to add special cards in the game, it's just another reason that keeps you excited and you could even if you study the market well and your predictions are on point you can put your club in such a good position that you can just get coins all over the place and that will just make your gaming experience in FIFA Ultimate Team just so much better so yeah that's basically why I play it just think it's a fun game to play with friends and to compare your squads and yeah it's just a, it's, a, it's a nice thing to have to pass the time especially over on weekends if you don't have anything to do so yeah all right, yeah, it's good. Good story. Omar, what about you? Well, lads, uh, if you're very new to the game, you won't have experienced uh, the feeling of opening a pack. I'm not being funny. It's what keeps me playing the game. Um, I'd, there are very few things in gaming that give you that sort of level of tension, excitement, uh, satisfaction, heartbreak, than, uh, than, you know, opening a pack on FIFA. And to be honest, the packs are the rewards. So you play the game in order to be able to open the rewards. And then once you open the rewards, it improves your team, which means you have a better chance of getting more rewards. And, you know, obviously I enjoy playing the game. But, um, yeah, there's so much more to it. I, I really enjoy SBCs as well because it's, Sometimes you just don't feel like playing a game of FIFA, but it means that there's still so much more that you can do. You can, as Reinhard said, you can do some trading, you could do some SBCs, you can look around for some challenges. There are so many different game modes, like you said, like we spoke about before. Um, there's just so many things to do. And um, yeah, stuff to talk about. Your friends will compare players. If you can compare who has the best team. See who's had the best pack luck, and it's yeah, just an all-round pretty exciting thing to get hold of. And yeah, you will get 
sick of it after a while and maybe take a little break and then start up again but it's all part of the part of the cycle part of the year and we'll be right back here i mean I've, i'm pretty sure every single year i've said i'm not buying the next one and here i am making a fifa podcast the year before <laughs> the couple of weeks before <laughs> fifa 2022 so it just keeps something about it just keeps pulling you back yeah and i'll conclude this all by giving my little testimonial so it goes back to around high school for me when I was about sophomore year, I was playing with my football team. Um, so I'm an American, obviously, um, if you can tell by the accent. So we call it soccer here. Uh, so I'll say soccer in this case, different than football, just because I actually played American football, which any Americans listening will know is what we call football. And then um, we call it soccer in here in Texas. And um, I played uh, for my so- uh, soccer team in up until about my sophomore year of uh, high school from when I was about four. And in my sophomore year, I had to leave my club team so I could focus on my grades in school, work towards getting um, a better chance of scholarships uh, in college or uni, as a lot of y'all probably called it. And um, I also got a very bad injury in indoor soccer, which I don't know if y'all call it something different up um, in the UK and everywhere else, if indoor league at least, but um, foosball. Is it foosball? Yeah. Foosball. Yeah. Really, because foosball we call the table where you have the arms and twist, and it's basically the little soccer. That is billiards. Or Billi- table football. Billiards. We call it when it's literally like that's pool. pool. Yeah. No. Dear that's, God. That's so- pool. <laughs> We're so crossed on different things. Yeah, there needs to be. There's a there's a dictionary out there for translations and like all these terms, but yeah. So essentially um, in indoor, I had gotten a very bad injury where I nearly broke my ankle and I was off. uh, I was off on it for months and gained a lot of weight, had to leave my team for a while and everything like that. And essentially was the end of me playing um, soccer on a rec on a um, team basis, a club team basis. So that was the end of it for me until I went to college or uni and started playing intramurals or maybe what we all call Sunday side, um, stuff like that. So I essentially was, I was addicted. I wasn't addicted to football or soccer then, but I grew addicted to it as I couldn't play the game. So I tried to fill the void by starting to watch. That's when I started to follow Chelsea. Um, um, And as you, uh, in case y'all couldn't tell, we are, we're all Chelsea fans here, but don't let that deter you from uh, listening to us because we will all be impartial and unbiased on this podcast. Uh, we just may talk about Chelsea sometimes on their cards and stuff like that. Or we might rant if they didn't get a good card. But basically, I started watching Chelsea play a lot, and I also started playing FIFA. I think my first was FIFA 12. It was at July or June, I think, when I started playing, about to go into FIFA 13, so I played the end of foot 12 and I don't remember if it was in 12 or 13, if y'all played it from that long ago where you could actually trade players along in the transfer market, you could trade yeah. players and for coins for other things and it got abused. So it eventually got taken out. And also I think it was maybe FIFA 11 or 10. It could actually, no, sorry. It was when this was called, it wasn't an actual mode. It was something people made up. It was called pink slips. Um, it was a mode people were doing on YouTube and stuff like that. People were doing series, which was pretty cool. So I started getting more into FIFA and playing it a lot more to fill the void of not playing in real life and everything. So 
it i still love the game and i was wanting to play it more and more and i always was a gamer so it was a natural progression for me and one of the biggest benefits of playing a foot that you might not realize at first and it's the same for if you play a uh, fantasy premier league or fantasy football for the nfl in america you will actually grow a much bigger football based knowledge than you Definitely. realize about players all around the world if they're actually good players kind of what they're good at now do not go and use fifa logic to explain how players and teams should play in real life because <laughs> then you'll then you'll ruin a conversation but you can actually connect with people in real life from across the globe by knowing about their players like you could go take a, a trip to greece or something like that and you could go talk about costas monolos you don't have to know much about him but you can say how he plays on napoli how he's a decent player if you've seen highlights of him but you will start that up because they will want to talk about Costas Manolas because he's probably one of their biggest players from their country. And that's just yeah. a really cool thing about growing and playing in foot is you will learn about so many different players. You had no idea who existed before. So that is just an underrated benefit of why I loved foot and everything, but ultimately I still play it because I'm still obsessed. I am addicted to football. I'm addicted to FIFA I'm addicted to Chelsea and it all is just another way of getting my fix. And even though I might cry about FIFA and I might not like a normal RTG, sometimes I do actually Chelsea themed RTGs for the past couple of years, because don't let this game be all about the basis of building a, a big team of good players together and trying to be the best player out of everyone else have fun with the game use players from your home nation or your home club play with players that you have a special connection to and like that's especially what's a good part of friendlies you can put as many um players as you want in a mode called max chemistry and they don't have to be on good chemistry they will get full chemistry and you can play with your favorite players in that mode or if you have people from your favorite team like chelsea is mine collect Chelsea players and run weekend league or something with them. I played um, for the past two years, I have done a full Scotland side and a full uh, America side as those are like my two strongest um, heritages that I connect to. And I will tell you this, I was so behind the power curve and it's such a disadvantage for the amount of teams I came up. They were absolutely stacked with promo cards, but you know what? I had a lot of fun playing with players I had a special connection to and even finding hidden gems and sometimes a random silver card I have to throw on for chemistry because there wasn't a special card that got released throughout the end of the year. So don't always feel like you have to play the meta, which is a term tossed around about the most effective cards in the game. Always think about other ways to keep you playing in the game if you really want to play the game, but you don't want to conform to how everything is. Make a project for yourself. Theme a squad around one player. Do something extraordinary. If you want to be a streamer, go stream and do something people aren't used to seeing. Run fun modes, connect with other people, and do stuff like that. And that is a way to make foot much more than just a simple game mode about building a team of good players and trying to be the best. And that's why I would say I still play foot because I find ways to make me want to play the game and bring enjoyment to my life that are not just about making a team full of stacked players. So 
Guys, do either of y'all have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this episode? I don't think I could have put it better than that. I just, yeah. just want to, sorry, just quickly fact check myself before I get um, abused. Um, futsal is indoor football. Foosball is table football and billiards is pool. Oh, oh, you had me there as well. <laughs> foot, futsal is the indoor yeah. football. I thought now you say that now it reminds me of that. Um, also, um, so in case you do like playing kind of uh, FIFA street soccer or something like that, there is another mode called Volta that um, oh. is, is, is not very popular at all, but it also is almost slightly ultimate teamy um, in the way that you can bring back old fancy skillers and good skillers in play. I heard they're trying to make it much more like FIFA street used to be back in the day. If you used to play that mode, I think it was like 2011 or something, but that FIFA street game is actually really good. But yeah, we're not in, we're not necessarily endorsing Volta on here or could talk about it much because I don't think anybody played it last year at all, but other ways to enjoy FIFA besides just foot, we'll predominantly talk about foot on here, but there's also career mode. There's pro clubs, there's kickoff mode. There's sometimes tournaments. There is Volta. So in case you need a break from foot, maybe sometimes dabble in another mode. You might find something like, there's also online seasons, I believe in like head to head matchmaking. Yeah. And then tournaments that you can, just like normal Premier League or Champions League or whatever tournaments, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so if you're addicted to football like we are, don't always feel like you have to be on Ultimate Team. Enjoy the other modes. You're paying a lot of money for a game, so you might as well enjoy the other parts of it, I mean, right? Also, yeah. um, if you have any questions or like any need any advice, we don't claim to be experts or anything, but hit us up. We're always, I mean, Trey always helps me out whenever I need squad advice and I think we'd be happy to help anyone out to yeah yeah you want, to make us, you want us to make squad builders for you just do themes give advice we're not traders that don't ask us for trading advice probably the least of it <laughs> I think Reinhardt's a trader from the way he's been talking <laughs> I have done trading but I'm not the best but um I've, I've gotten some profit right, so for all your address all your trading questions to rh at r at rh underscore cfc <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah but honestly we do want to engage with y'all we want to get involved with the community we would love to help y'all out and everything like that just don't get mad at us if we give you advice and it doesn't go right because we are not experts i'm probably i i don't want to trump anybody here i would say i'm maybe the biggest addict out of all of us because i do stream and i did youtube for a little bit on fifa so I maybe do it a little more than it's necessary <laughs> more than everyone else. So y'all probably have more restraint than I do, but I'm always happy to engage with people. I already do help some people out um, when it comes to some advice, things to do, squads to build. It's fun like that. Or come watch me at Trail Wolf, um, which is the same as my Twitter handle, which is at T-R-E-Y-O-W-O-L-F. I'm running a Chelsea RTG squad, but still gonna be fun. I'm gonna do a lot of stuff on FIFA and I would just always love to grow my fan base and my community and just engage with y'all. So please come watch me on Twitch, follow me on Twitter, same handle, and just interact with me. I would love to help y'all out. Omar, Reinhard, Reinhard, you kind of dropped yours, but reiterate it um, just in case people don't catch it. And then Omar, let people know where they can find you too. So my Twitter is at RH underscore CFC. So as Omar basically alluded to, you can just, yeah, ask, ask away. I'm, I'm always down to help. I've already helped numerous people 
um, in FIFA 21, like build squads around their teams. And that's just a fun thing to do. It's that's, that's one of the main attractions to ultimate team at the end of the day, just building squads and seeing what combination of players you can put together. So yeah, that's what I would say. And uh, yeah, you can find me at, at CFC Ohms. So at CFC OMZ on Twitter. I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, so I don't know what you'd want to ask me, but if you want to just drop me a follow, that would be cool too. Yeah, we hope to hear from you all on Twitter and engage us on the show. And who knows, maybe sometimes we'll read out your squads or something. Maybe we'll bring a guest on, just see how you're doing. Who knows? We, we want to build a community. This is the start of a new podcast. There's going to be a lot of episodes coming your way. We got to get creative. So be cool to do an episode sort of reacting to people's first month yeah, that would be cool well that might be a good idea yeah maybe we'll get squads and we'll just read them off um we'll give you a shout out from twitter we'll read your squad out loud and who knows maybe maybe eventually we'll uh, if this squad podcast gets a little big maybe we'll do a giveaway maybe maybe we'll, i don't want to get i don't want to give fifa <laughs> points as a prize because i really don't like giving ea any more money Let's maybe not give them any money maybe we'll think of something special like maybe sending you like one of those customized fifa cards or something that you can get it'd be kind of cool so yeah. make, make us big share us around and eventually if we get big enough we'll do a giveaway so yeah thanks guys i really appreciate y'all sticking around and just remember if you have any tales of misfortune send us our way and maybe sometimes we'll read them out to y'all but you know what stay cozy everyone we'll be back soon <laughs>